and welcome to the Onside Kick Family Hour. I'm your host, Ryan Van Viver. I think that's my name, Stephen. I don't know. Skype's been messing with me today, so I may... I think my name may have changed three or four times in the course of this, but you are Stephen White. We know that. Last time I checked, last time I checked, but you never know. You know, never <laughs> you, know. You better, you better take these days. Peep your birth certificate for me real quick, and let's just double check that, but just to be sure. But I think we can probably uh, safely assume you sound like the same guy. So I do, but you know, it turns out I might have had minimal uh, 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 contact. With myself all these years. <laughs> I, you know, I don't know. I'm pretty sure I'm me, but, you know, I might have had some more content. You know, a Ukrainian knockoff version or anything. Yeah, I, who knows? I, you know, <laughs> I'm questioning everything these days. Can't help it. I tell you, as soon as we're done, given all my shitstorm with Skype today, I'm gonna have to, I better log off and check the old bank account make sure nobody's hacked. Yeah, listen. Not that you might, would get very far, but. Look, you might want to do that right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if as long as somebody's getting to Mexico and having a good time with my money, I'm okay with that. Somebody over in Nigeria partying, <laughs> partying it up right now. As long as somebody's having fun, I tell you what. There you go. <laughs> I feel like that's my my donation to the party world. <laughs> right. Right. Well, we didn't catch up last week, and. Um, Needless to say, it has been uh, it's been a wild run through free agency. It has, it has, in, in a lot of uh, respects. Uh, still, kind of wrapping my mind around Mike Glennon getting his money. <laughs> Fifteen so million dollar man. You know, good for him. That's great money for a backup. So you know, my hats off to him. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know what? Because we're about to talk about free agency, I feel like it's important to preface this. Because I think this is one thing that's bothers always bothers me a little bit about free agency is when people start going off on, oh, I can't, that guy's so overpaid, that's awful, how can somebody pay that guy that much money? I will never fault a player for getting what he can get, whether I like the guy personally or not, or whether I think he's a good addition to a team or not. you got to get out there and get what you can get. I'm When I talk about contracts, I think, you know, just in the general cap sense and and priorities and things like that without faulting a player for getting his money. Well, yeah, I mean, you don't want to play a hate. Look, exactly. I'm going to tell you exactly how Mike Glennon got that much money because somebody offered it to him, okay? That's he right. didn't put a gun to their head. <laughs> he didn't threaten to bomb the shit out of them. He just walked in and said, hey, how you doing? They said, Great, we'd like to give you all this money. He said, well, gee, thank you. Get the right side. And shit, I ain't mad at it. never will be. <laughs> I will take your money. It's, it is like, it's a lot of money for Mike Glennon to be your starting quarterback, though, don't you? I mean, that's... Listen, okay, now, I, I kind of have tried to avoid bashing Mike Glennon the last couple of years, because, hey, he ain't even really played since 2014. Yeah. And he seems to be a pretty good dude. Not a very good quarterback, but an okay guy. So I've avoided this. Yeah. But here's the thing, because the whole Glennon thing, which it kind of ties into this whole Colin Kaepernick discussion. Yes. And so, look, get your money. I, I I'm never going to falter on that one. I want guys to get paid. Mm -hmm. But if Mike Glennon is worth 
15 million dollars a year you can't tell me that Colin Kaepernick shouldn't have his phone ringing off the hook right now yeah at least for a backup role at least and and, and, you know I got a lot to say about this because I already I'm already pissed off right now from my Twitter timeline so I I, look I'm ready to go I'm sitting (laughs) here you know not that I don't always look forward to doing the podcast, but I'm chomping at the bit because I'm just like, this is some bullshit. I yeah. spent this morning looking back through all of Kaepernick's passes in the last three games of the season last year. The first game was against uh, Atlanta, and he played pretty well. Mm-hmm. You'd be hard-pressed to find a bad play against Atlanta. Um, <laughs> and then you look at the Rams game, where he helped them come back to win, he had one bad throw. He had a, a bad interception, which really, I mean, the safety made a hell of a play. It's, it's a single high safety, and it's a corner route, and he overshoots uh, his tight end and throws it to the to the safety. But he, he leads them back and, and, and wins the game for him at the end. Mm-hmm. And then they go against Seattle, and he does just about all you can do to beat Seattle. Now, Seattle didn't have Real Thomas, true enough. Yeah, but man, he played. He he dropped some fucking dimes on their ass. Yeah, he did. And when he didn't, you the one thing I noticed in these games is when he, you know, got sacked or he had to scramble around. It's because nobody was open. Yeah, the guy was going through his progressions. In the Atlanta game, he went to his fourth read and completed the pass. So I'm seeing all these things on film that all these jackasses are telling me that Kaepernick can't do. Mm-hmm. People who have never in their lives watched a bit of film. Mm-hmm. And it's starting to piss me off. Because I already knew this. I'd already, you know, I watched all the games every week anyway. Mm-hmm. So I already had this impression anyway from the end of the season, but I don't <clears throat> necessarily watch the all 22 of every game every week mm-hmm. because it's just only so much time in the day. Mm-hmm. But going back and rewatching these games, you can kiss my entire ass with this whole. Kaepernick was bad bullshit. I'm going to tell you like this. In 2014, Mike Glennon had five starts, four of which he had both Mike Evans and uh, Vincent Jackson on the field at the same time. Both of those guys went over 1,000 yards a year between Mike Glennon and and, and Josh McCown throwing to him. Mm Mm-hmm. And he was still so fucking terrible that he got benched for Josh McCown after Josh McCown got benched for him. Mm-hmm. Got sacked five times in two separate games. So don't fucking tell me about well, we don't know what Mike Glennon is. The last time I saw Mike Glennon, he didn't do a goddamn thing to compare to what I saw from Kaepernick the last three games of last season. It don't take much film if you know what you're looking for. Yeah, You compare... Colin Kaepernick's last three games against Atlanta, the Rams, and the Seahawks, one team that went to the Super Bowl and should have won it if they ran the ball three freaking times and kicked the field goal. (laughs) Another team that has a great defense, we know about a great defensive line at least, and another team that has a great defense that was missing a great player. And he played well in all those games except for basically one pass against the Rams. Mm-hmm. But you're telling me that Mike Glennon deserves $14 million, but Kaepernick is bad, and that's why people ain't calling? Bullshit. We know why they're not calling. Trump joke, joked about it last night about yeah. why they're not calling. 
So let's put the fucking elephant in the room on the big stage and put spotlights on it. Because all this other stuff is bullshit. Yeah. Colin Kaepernick could be a backup for 32 fucking teams right now. There is nothing that you see him do against uh, uh, the Falcons, Rams, and uh, Seattle that he couldn't do for another team in a backup role. Mm-hmm. Hopefully your backup never sees the field anyway. But you don't have to change the offense for this guy. He could have did the exact same things that the Texans had Brock Osweiler doing last year and been much more successful in their offense. Yeah. And let me tell you, like I said, Mike Glennon looked like crap, got sacked five times in two separate games with uh, Mike Evans and, and Vincent Jackson on either side. Literally, literally, Kaepernick would have been better off with literal trash cans at times catching the football for him last year in those last three games. Okay, sell yeah. it, got feet for hands. The other kid they picked up wide receiver, <laughs> two or three drops. Yeah. <laughs> Jeremy Curley is from the school of for who, for what, coming across the middle. <laughs> yeah. But you're telling me Mike Glennon worth $14.5 million a year, but Kaepernick is just bad, and so that's why teams aren't calling? No. <laughs> no, we're not going to have that fucking conversation anymore. Yeah. Everybody says I'm going to dismiss you as a dumbass who doesn't watch film. Yeah. You can say a bunch of stuff. We can be real about it. And hey, I can even understand why teams might be leery of it because they don't want the backlash or they don't want the president tweeting about them. Yeah. But what you're not going to tell me is he's not a good enough quarterback to play in the fucking NFL. We got EJ Manuel signing deals. Geno Smith and the deals and motherfucking Mike Lennon getting fourteen and a half million dollars a year. Here's my ass. <laughs> yeah, and I thought that's what like because the evolution of this story goes like before the Trump thing last night. It goes back. I mean, I guess it was last week. I mean, kind of got lost in the shuffle with March Madness and stuff going on. But you had like the Mike Freeman story, a Bleacher Report. Talking to a few NFL general managers. And that's actually where the Trump thing kind of came from. But he talks to some general managers and people around the league and say they won't sign Kaepernick because of the protests. They don't want the controversy and stuff like that. And then somebody gives them an anonymous quote that says, I just don't want, you know, I don't want the team showing up in Trump's Twitter feed or something like that. And then fast forward to last night. Well, actually, fast forward to Sunday. And, and this is like, hey, Maybe it's circumstance, purely coincidental. I don't know. But this weekend on one of uh, the president's trips to uh, the Palm Beach or whatever, it's Palm Springs or whatever it is, in his resort place in Florida, Bob Kraft is with him, the Patriots owner. I guess it could just be coincidence. It could just be, you know, hey, they pal around a lot, whatever. And then he goes to Kentucky for this rally last night and that's when he makes the Kaepernick comment that is like almost an exact echo of what the GM said. And I think he actually did like somebody had given him Mike Freeman's story about Kaepernick and which is where he got it, you know, because, you know, why, why talk about issues when you can beat up on a football player in on the, from the bully pulpit. So, and, and that's a football player protesting police brutality. Yeah. Which is something that we all should be trying to address yeah. instead of sticking our fucking heads in the ground yeah. in the first place. Yeah. But, you and know, in a pretty non-controversial get... way. I mean, like, if you think about, like, this is what kills me about the Predators. It's like, he didn't stand for the hand. He said before free agency started, and I get it, you know, he's got, 
you know, contracts and stuff to think about too, that he wasn't going to do that anymore, but he's still doing his mission. I mean, he's still doing his nonprofit work. I mean, he just chartered a plane full of supplies and sent it to go to Somalia last week. I mean, you know, he's, it's a pretty, I know it's controversial for some people not to stand for the flag, but this isn't, it's a pretty, it's not an unusual form of protest. And he's actually, he's not just one of these people that just goes out and protests to hang out. I mean, he's one of these people that he protests and he puts his, he has money and he puts it to work. I mean, he's donated millions of dollars to charities for kids and he's sending supplies, water and food and medical supplies to some, the people in Somalia. It's not, you know, this isn't just some bullshit PR thing he did last year, obviously. And he knew what was at risk when he did it. Yeah. And that's why that's my whole thing right there. It's all these people who are trying to deny the truth. You're exactly the reason why this was a brave and courageous stance for this young man to take. Yeah. Whether you agree with it or not. Because he knew what was on the line. Everybody said this is what was on the line. And and people tried to not deny it at the time. But now here's a guy who just was getting paid twenty million dollars a year or something like that. Can't even get a phone call. Yeah. Let's stop fucking lying about what's going on. And look, the stuff with Trump, okay, Trump is a lying-ass liar. Okay, whether you want to talk about his presidential campaign, him as president, or him as a businessman, he's a lying-ass liar. So, I wouldn't believe him if he said Bill, uh, 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 the owner of Robert Kraft told him that in the first place. Yeah. But it looks bad. Yeah. It looks bad that you just after flying down with this man to one of his several vacations since he's been president, I think it was every weekend. Yeah. Except for one. Yeah. And right after this, he comes out and makes a statement about NFL players. If you're an owner, that should piss you off. Yeah. Because he's saying that he's got your ass scared. And he do you do what the hell he say or you do whatever you think he do, he wants you to do yeah. for fear of him tweeting about you. Yeah. How much of a fucking snowflake do you have to be if you're an owner and your motivation really is, I don't want the president tweeting about me. Yeah. Okay? So if I'm an owner, I'm pissed off today anyway. And yeah. I'm going to come out and tell this guy, look, even if I voted for him, you don't run me. This is my show. Yeah. Fuck your Twitter feed. <laughs> so, to me, there needs to be an investigation if for no other reason than to clear these guys. Yeah. Because of if Bob Crabb didn't say anything like this, guess what? People are going to assume he did because of the circumstance. Yeah. You ought to have the opportunity to stand up and say, no, I didn't say this bullshit, and I reject it. Yeah. Because it's wrong. Because the fucking president of the United States shouldn't be gloating about keeping a private citizen from making a living. Yeah. That is total and complete bullshit. Yeah. I don't care who it is. Democrat, Republican, Independent. A fucking president gloating about keeping a guy from making a living who should be making a living, who's doing good things, whether you agree with him or not. Yeah. And doing it in a way that is not as nonviolent as can be, kneeling, kneeling, taking a posture of submission, some people would say. But then you complain what about what people march. Yeah. But then you complain about what people stand. But then you complain about, about what people are silent. Then you complain about what people shout. Yeah. Maybe it's not that you really give a shit. Maybe it's just you just want to complain. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. So at the end of the day, okay, 
You don't agree with cap stance? Fine. What you ain't going to do is tell me that he's not good enough to play in the NFL. Yeah. Because that's a damn lie, and the fucking film proves it. Yeah. You can go, dude, you pull, might be in his best three fucking games as a pro, and I'll pull those three games from Kaepernick last night, and we'll go blow for blow, and your ass will be embarrassed at the end of the conversation. Yeah. So let's stop that right now. Because you ain't going to do that no more. I'm not going to let you. I don't give a damn who you are. If you say he's too bad to play in the league, I'm going to call your ass out. Yeah. Because you're a fucking liar. Yeah. The film proves it. And I think, too, I mean, like, even, like, the set aside the Trump stuff, I mean, you know, however the election turned out last year. I mean, any, if Hillary or Ted Cruz or Bernie Sanders, whoever wins, I, I mean, I, you still wonder, I mean, I still think NFL owners probably would be sort of blackballing him after the protest. And that's the whole point, right? We know what's going on. Yeah. And again, you can maybe understand why. Some of them just don't want the headache. Somebody was saying today about uh, uh, McNally, the owner for the Texans. He don't like drama at all. Okay, cool. Then this is your day to stand up and say, well, look, we just don't think he's a good enough player, but fuck Donald Trump because he ain't making us do a damn thing. Yeah. This is your day to come up and beat your chest and say, we're doing this for purely football reasons. I'm still going to think it's bullshit, but don't fucking lie to me or don't let Trump take credit for the shit and don't act like, hey, this kid can't play football because yeah. that's a lie. Yeah. That is a lie. And, and you look at the people, his peers, who, which is what we do, when we talk about whether a guy's good enough, we compare them to their peers. Mm-hmm. You can't tell me that Mike Glennon with his film is worth $14.5 million, but, but uh, Colin Kaepernick can't get a fucking cup of coffee. Yeah. They didn't come in and talk about a backward. Look, let's talk about this other canard. Well, he, they'll have to change the offense for him. So they, no, he's not fucking Tim Tebow. Yeah. You go back and look at all those past plays. This ain't just some motherfucking option bullshit. He's making reads, making good throws, down the field, intermediate, swing passes, everything you want him to throw. He's throwing in those three games. Yeah. And again, we can go line for line, pass for pass, and I'll prove it. So don't tell me he's, you know, well, you have to change the whole offense. Would Carolina have to change their offense? Fuck no. Would Seattle have to change their offense? Absolutely not. Does, do the New York Jets even have a fucking offense right now? <laughs> they don't have a quarterback. It just sounds, <laughs> sounds Josh McCown. And he's another good guy. But I watched this dude up close and personal. And let's not forget, he's the guy that Mike Glennon, he got bits for Mike Glennon in the first place. Mm-hmm. Okay, so look, <laughs> you came out of these places. I can tell you right now, you watch Colin Kaepernick's film in those last three games against Atlanta, Miami, I mean, I'm sorry, LA, and uh, Seattle, and try to look me in a straight face with a straight face and say he couldn't do the exact same things Brock Osweiler was doing, was doing for the Texans at the end of the season. And much, yeah. with much better results. Yeah. They cut down so much of the fucking playbook for Brock Osweiler. All he was basically doing was looking for the tight end most plays and every once in a while Nook Hopkins. You trying to tell me Colin Kaepernick couldn't do what Brock Osweiler did in that offense? Yeah. What's it? So again, you don't have to change the offense and he's a good enough player to at least be a backup. So there's no excuses for this. It is almost 100% about the protest. Not about the film he put out last year, 
Because the film he put out last year would merit at least a phone call. Yeah. And he did that with a team that's like, I mean, like you, you mentioned this with the receivers, but overall, not a lot of talent on that 49ers team last year. I mean, that's, that's a team that was rebuilding in the most charitable sense of the word rebuilding. Mike Glennon would have got sacked probably, he probably would have averaged getting sacked six or seven times in those last three games. You know how many times Kaepernick had to take off running or just literally duck up onto somebody trying to sack him against the Seahawks? Fucking Vic Beasley gets him from behind. They had a guard playing left tackle against <laughs> against uh, the Falcons. Vic Beasley don't even play on the right side most of the time. They put him over there was right by the guy. Yeah. And gets, uh, and gets him from behind. They're fucking terrible. Everybody's terrible. I'm just saying, okay, some people going to say he just took off run. No, I looked at every single play where he got sacked or had to scramble. There's nobody open. Yeah. There's nobody open. <laughs> okay? And that, that's besides the fact that he ain't got much time to look around anyway and see if somebody is. Because these guys, literally a guard trying to block big bees on the head. Yeah. I mean, it was, it, it was just as ugly as you might have made. <laughs> but, but Mike Glennon ain't getting away from that pressure. No. He won't take them sacks. So, again, I've seen this guy with my own two eyes. Yo, more power to Mike Glennon for getting paid. But I've seen him. I've seen him up close and personal with Mike Evans on one side and Vincent Jackson on the other. And you compare his film... Last year with Cap, with, you know, three garbage cans and Jeremy Curley out there. And I'm telling you, Cap's film blows uh, 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 Glennon's film away. Blows it away. It ain't even close. Mm -hmm. Well, and you go back, remember last season, last spring? I mean, even beyond the spring, remember? There was the whole... They kept, I mean, the was the Broncos, right? I mean, there were Listen, trade talks they to try trying to, to get trade for. Here's what doesn't make any sense. Without a doubt, Cap's 2015 film was much worse than his 2016 film. Yeah. So how can you have all these teams trying to trade for him last year with zero interest this year? Yeah. That's the tale right there. Go back and look at his 2015, 2015 film. It's fucking atrocious. Yeah. It's terrible. In the beginning of his 2016 film, when he took over uh, for Gabbard, Gabbard ain't that good either because yeah. he was still rusted. Yeah. But those last three games show you what he can be yeah. consistently. The last three games show you what this guy can do. Yeah. And also shows you the potential if he has any help. I'm talking about any help. These dudes are just dropping the easiest passes right in their hand. Yeah. And he still found a way to get them one win after out of those three games, okay, yeah. against a team that's pretty much just as sorry. Yeah. So all things being equal, Kaepernick can win you a game if your team is any good. Yeah. That's what it showed you against the Rams. Yeah. Okay. So just that's the tell. 2015 was worse than 2016, but he had more interest in 2015 than he does now, yeah. by far. Yeah. What's the only thing that's changed? Exactly. Just For the protest. You know, right, that's it. Yep. Can't come up with nothing else. He ain't been arrested. He ain't got no trouble. But, hey, you know, he, t- he took a knee. Yeah. So he's a terrible person. Yeah. 
Yeah, and you know, and this has all been, and even before the thing last night with the president, but you know, this is all free as soon as free agency and before free agency opened because, you know, when he opted out of his contract with the Niners this year, as soon as that happened, it just, it's that, oh, that that roar of stupid, you know, like Whitlock, it, the Whitlock stuff. The Whitlocks of the world are out there tweeting about this. And, you know, I just saw something on Twitter a minute ago where keep him out of the NFL and all this crap. It's just like, Jesus. I mean, <laughs> and, and I don't get that from a media standpoint. I mean, yeah, you can make some easy money going into you, you go on the politics side of it. You get some easy money. You get some clicks if you're Whitlock like that for some shit. But like in the end, it's like you're better off as a league and as a media that covers the league when you have better players out there, when you have less of those shitty Thursday night football games. And I think I like Tyrod Taylor. I think Tyrod Taylor's a solid quarterback. But for a similar style of play, I'd much rather have Kaepernick because I think he's a better quarterback than Tyrod Taylor is. But like you say – What's the difference? What, you know, the, the protest. And that keeps Kaepernick from getting a job. And it sucks because now you're just, because of this bullshit, now that you're just like, the league sets itself up for more, the classic example, the league sets itself up for more of those bad games and the ratings shit that they had to go through last year. Oh, Absolutely. But hey, but, uh, you know, Mike Glennon on Thursday night—that'll be a good one. <laughs> Wait, and they want more Thursday night games now yeah. here. So yeah, you know, great job, good job, good effort. You know. <laughs> this, yeah, listen, you, this, you, you know how sometimes like you you'll be kind of like okay, that's wrong. You know, you're looking at something, you, yeah. you just kind of assess it in your mind that's wrong. But then when you go back and research it and just see how fucking wrong it is. Then you get pissed off. That's where I'm at today. Yeah. Like, I, I I blocked Jason Whitlock a long fucking time ago. Yeah. And I never do this, but I'm going to tell you like this. Somebody can get in touch with Jason Whitlock, and we'll sit right beside each other and watch Kaepernick's film from the last three games last year. And I will embarrass his ass. Yeah. Embarrass him and make him fucking apologize. I will. I don't give a shit. I'm sick and fucking tired of narratives being what we go with, the yeah. fucking hot takes. Let's go with the motherfucking film. They let you buy for $70 or so nowadays, maybe 80 I, I can't remember. And half the time, it don't fucking work. Yeah. And when it does, it shows you exactly what a player is. And Kaepernick yeah. is an NFL quarterback. Probably a starting NFL quarterback, but at the very goddamn least, a backup quarterback. Yeah. And if you say he's not, you can kiss my ass. And like I said, we can sit down and watch the film again uh, together so I can embarrass you. Yeah. Or you can stop saying the shit and then we, you know, we can just move on. Yeah. But I'm not finna sit up here and just watch dudes keep saying this shit in my Twitter feed and being silent about it because it's bullshit. Yeah. It's bullshit. Three fucking games. The last three games of the season, what wins against the team that should have won the Super Bowl, they're all going to get with the defense stocked full of talent in the Seahawks. And the same thing you can say about the Rams. Yeah. And he played well in all three fucking games. Yeah. But you tell me he's not an NFL quarterback. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely not. Yeah. I'm not doing it no more. Well, and you, know what, you know what else I've noticed, too, with with Kaepernick this month, and in in through free agency at least, is he, there's always, you know, when a player is, is in talks with a team – 
whatever level that those talks are on, there's usually some sort of public negotiation to leak out, almost always. And so, like, because when all this came up, I wondered, like, well, is maybe, you know, maybe he's not getting the kind of offers he wants or something like that. Maybe he's, you know, wants more money or whatever. But there's nothing like that out there. I mean, there's not, you know, there's not an agent or a team source leaking out that, you know, the Broncos or whatever team is interested, but the price needs to come down. That sort of, you know, those public negotiation tweets that are just like commonplace, commonplace, even for like cornerbacks and offensive linemen and backup quarterbacks this time of year through free agency. Not a fucking drop of that out there. Right. And again, that's circumstantial. This morning. No, but. Right, but listen, this morning I saw a tweet letting us know the Joe Mixon, who roundhouse a woman, just just you on know, tape. windmill the woman on tape because she pushed him in the chest, which does not qualify as self defense, dumbasses. No, it qualifies as being a jackass and a fucking domestic abuser. It just saw a tweet leaking that the Raiders were bringing him in. Yeah, so teams are more willing to be associated with a domestic. A, a, a abuser yeah. on fucking tape after Ray Rice yeah then Colin Kaepernick who's organizing food to help feel people uh, help, help feed people that are in famine in Somalia yeah this is what kind of fucking world you get when you got Donald Trump as president yeah yeah I mean what Greg Hardy got it shit Greg Hardy Got a second chance. Greg Hardy got tens of millions of dollars from the fucking Cowboys. Got like played like a million dollars a game. Yeah. After the lady After. came out, the lady said he's throwing her on guns and all this yeah. kind of shit. Yeah. And he still he still won't even admit that he was wrong. Yeah. And wasn't at, wasn't you know apologetic at all. Yeah. Or in the situation with Josh Brown and the Giants, he's a kicker. I mean. Not exactly. It's not the bird It's yeah, I know, and it's like it's like he's a it's not it's a kicker. It's not like it's an essential position. I mean, you can't say like, well, he's a quarterback. It's different. No, it's a kicker. You can pick up another one. It's easy. Teams do it all the time. And how long did they stick with? Him? Remember, even when the first started, they months. still stuck beside him for yeah. weeks. Yeah. But you know what? You know. Can't have that guy that did a silent protest and then bother nobody. Can't have him on the team. Yeah, exactly. But again, that, that's fine. If that's your if that's your stance, because you know, I get people tweeting me, telling me, well, if you wouldn't have protested, yeah, that's the motherfucking point. Yeah. That is the point. If we can settle on that and be honest with ourselves and say it's all about the protest, yeah. I think that's a step forward. Yeah. Just don't fucking lie to me and tell me he's not good enough to play yeah. in the NFL. Yeah. Don't like- tell me. Even don't even try to tell me that. Well, he's just he's just okay, and so they would tolerate it if he was better. No, yeah, no. yeah. He could start for several teams. He's better than anybody the Jets have. He's better than anybody in the team that just let him go at. Yeah, fucking Brian Hoyer. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And y'all the same people that were telling me that hey, Blaine Gabbard is going to lead the Renaissance. In San Francisco. He's way better than Captain. Lee. He's about to take a back. He's gonna show you. Fuck you. Oh. And don't make me go back with them old takes exposed on your fucking gabber gabber tweets either. Because I'll do that too. 
I'm not going, man. I pissed off and I'm not going. It's We're not shit. going to do this anymore. It's We're going to be honest with ourselves and say it's all about the fucking post yeah. Yeah. I'm going to start, motherfucker. It's going to be some furniture move. Yeah. It's a shitty look for the league, too, because I'll tell you what, you can't. You know, nobody's going to argue with the NFL when they suspend a guy who gets caught on tape for domestic violence or, or you know, cut a guy who gets arrested for drugs or something like that. But, like, when you start taking away, I mean, this is, you know, it's like the blacklist in Hollywood 50 years, 60 years ago. It's the same thing. You can't – that's not a way to, to run a business. It's not fair. It hurts your product, the quality of your product on the field when you do shit, when you blackball people like this. it's It takes away your right. Because what happens – all right, it's it's Kaepernick and he's protesting this and that pisses off a certain segment of the population. It's, it, it's two sides of the same coin. Then maybe you're glad to see Kaepernick blackballed because of this. But at some point, that could happen to you and your whatever perspective it is you represent and want to see out there. So you're going to get some – Somebody that's protesting the Second Amendment or some shit like that, and then you know, if the NFL cut that guy, it'll be I, all over Glenn Beck. No, I, 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 I got you better uh, example right here. Okay, what if somebody had knelt when President Obama was president? Yeah, how would they have felt then? Yeah, if they said if they said they were kneeling for uh, the, the the people who got killed in Benghazi. Yeah. What, what would have been a reaction then to these of these same people who don't want Kaepernick to be able to play? Yeah. Okay. If if Julian Edelman was taking a knee because he said that Obamacare was ruining the country. Yeah. Last season. What would have been the reaction then? Yeah. And so look, we don't have to look very far. For example, of the hypocrisy of this whole thing and the absurdity of this whole thing. Okay, we've had players not go and meet with President Obama while he was in office. Only became an issue, it seems, for some people when several patriots said they weren't going. Yeah, exactly. Mind you, one of those people who didn't go was Tom Brady. So we ain't got to look that far. We never do. You never <laughs> no. do. No. For the hypocrisy of this situation. But at the end of the day, whether it was Julian Edelman taking the knee or Colin Kaepernick, they both should be allowed to play in the NFL. Exactly. That's what this fucking country is supposed to be about. Exactly. When you say and talk about the greatness of this country. Exactly. That's exactly what it's supposed to be about. But like I said today on Twitter, it sure does seem like a whole lot of people who claim to be patriots hate everything in the Constitution except the Second Amendment. Yeah. 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 It's easy to stand up for the First Amendment. And then when you something you don't agree with, somebody expresses a viewpoint you don't agree with to get pissed off and then, you know, blacklist them and make sure that they don't get another job again. And shame on NFL owners for being unwilling to take that chance. Shame on, on all an NFL owner has to say is, hey, I support I don't even if I don't agree with this guy, I support his right to express his views. And that's what makes us great as a country. We all have the right to express our views. And I'm not going to hold his employment on condition of him expressing those views. He didn't take a knee in the huddle and say, I'm not going to play this and I'm not going to snap the ball because I, I'm protesting this. 
Did it on the sidelines during the national anthem. I understand if you disagree with that. I don't fault you for disagreeing with that. I don't fault him for protesting that. But you just, if you, if you start down this road of making employment conditions on what people's political, private political opinions and political beliefs or religious beliefs, anything like that are, you, 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 it's, it's just, it, you set everything back a hundred years more. It's awful. It's awful shit. And it's not, it's a, that's ends up being much worse for the league than people being mad for five minutes after the, after somebody takes a knee for the anthem on a, during a game. I couldn't have said it better myself. I mean, it's just, look, what are your priorities right now? Yeah. For real. Yeah. And look, you, you can say what you want to. Here's the thing. All the narratives about Kaepernick, for the most part, he's disproven. Yeah. Oh, well, why don't you actually do something? He's putting a million dollars of his own money up to help. Why don't you go and have a dialogue? He's going around and talking to different people. Yeah. He's organizing Relief for Somalia. Yeah. Okay. And again, he did this about as nonviolently as you could. Yeah. He took, didn't even make any kind of uh, 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 scene about it at first. Had done it several times before people even noticed. Yeah. And then, you know, he went from even sitting down to actually taking a knee because that seemed to be a little bit more respectful. Yeah. And yet the same people who, you know, call any demonstration a riot, the same people who don't want you yelling or, 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 or making any kind of uh, uh, overt political gestures that they don't agree with, Yeah. even though they walk around with their MAGA hats everywhere, don't have any problem with a Make America Great hat in Tom Brady's locker where he gets interviewed every day. Yeah. Like I said, we don't have to go far for the hypocrisy of this whole thing. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I don't care about you being a hypocrite. I want you to be honest with yourself and with everybody else. And let's confront this and be real about it. This is all about the protest. He's a good enough player to be signed by now. Probably be a starter somewhere. Yeah. And that, that in and of itself proves whether you agree or not with his stance, that it was, in fact, courageous. Yeah. And he did, in fact, put a lot on the line. Yeah. If we can do that, like I said, that's a step forward. But let's just stop lying to each other. Let's stop lying to ourselves. Let's be honest about this because we need to be. Because like you said, this may not be the last time it comes up. And the next time, it might be somebody that you actually do agree with. Yeah. And how would you want them done in that situation? Yeah. How many people claim Tim Tebow was blackballed because of his religion? Yeah. Now look at the Venn diagram between them and the people that think Colin Kaepernick should be blackballed yeah. because of his political stance. Yeah. And you know what you'll get? You'll get a big dot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's... It's, it's, it's amazing. I mean, I, I really thought like, I mean, whatever, wherever you fall down on the spectrum, left, right, whoever you voted for, it just, you can't go read about the Hollywood 10, go read about stuff like that. You can't go, go look up 
Go to the fucking Joe McCarthy Wikipedia page. You can't go back to that. And and there's not enough there aren't enough good quarterbacks for 32 teams in the NFL right now, period, whether they're <laughs> protesting or not. And now because of somebody's protest, you're going to keep a guy out of the league and you're just you you make football worse by doing that. It's stupid. If you like football, you enjoy football, don't you you want competitive games you want teams to win you, you want your team to win most of all and and if a, if a player can come and help your team win can you i mean just uh, it, on so many levels it's it's so stupid and so dumb and offensive and and in the end it just you know it, it's a it's a sad statement about where we are right now it is, but the first step in the coming back from that is at least being honest about the whole situation. Yeah. We got so many people living in an alternate reality right now. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You got, you know, like I say, we really do. Yeah. We got more than half of the country, about three fourths of the country, are looking at things as being one way, and that other fourth sees it completely different. Yeah. And that's what Poland will tell you. That's what being on Twitter. What all the trolls will tell you. Yeah. But we need to start back looking up in the sky and both saying the sky is blue. We need to go back to going by the ocean and saying, hey, the water is blue. Mm-hmm. We need to go back to touching ice and saying, hey, this is actually fucking cold. Yeah. And when we can do that, we'll be better off. We'll get back to at least being able to address our problems. And this is a small thing. But it can be the stepping stone. Let's touch and agree that Colin Kaepernick is an NFL quarterback. Let's touch and agree that if you look at his last three games from last season, he looks better than anything Mike Glennon has ever done. Yeah. And let's touch and agree that this is almost 100% about the protest. Yeah. And then look, you can actually brag about it because that's what people are doing. They don't understand that they're actually making my point for me. Well, they shouldn't be in the league. Good. Go ahead. Admit that. Feel good about it. Yeah. But let's stop lying and saying that it's it's mostly or even a, a little bit about his playing ability. Because it's not. Film don't lie. The eye in the sky don't lie. Yeah. And if you say you know football and you have access to the All-22, then either you're going to admit that he's showed that he was an NFL quarterback in those last three games or you're going to lie. Yeah. Let's stop lying about everything. But let's start with this. Yeah. And that's the, it's amazing how difficult it is to get people to that place. I think that's what's the most discouraging thing about all of it. Look, I just saw another tweet. It's good to have your Twitter feed open nowadays. You just never know what the folks <laughs> are going to jump on. I just see the. Cam Newton is having surgery on his partially torn rotator cuff. Yeah. You know who could run that offense just as good as Cam Newton if he were to happen to go down? Oh, yeah. Derek Anderson is a good backup now. I already admitted that. But they have to change things when he's when he has to play. Yeah. Still plays pretty well. Yeah. You know, and they know him. Yeah. But there's one guy that I know that's available right now that can run everything you want to do in the offense when Cam is in there, and that's Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. 
ain't had close to the fuck. Look, I complain about uh, the Panthers' talent. Shit, you you, you want to know what Colin Kaepernick would have paid to have uh, Cam set a wide receivers last year? Oh, shit. Shit, he'd have went in debt. He'd have took out a loan <laughs> to pay some of those guys. <laughs> For real. Fucking <laughs> Greg Olson, a tight end that can actually not only get open, but actually catch once he's open. Oh, yeah. Shit. Kelvin Benjamin. I mean, you can have a guy like that. It's just... That to have that defense, have a defense like that working on the, you know, when you're on the, when your offense is on the sideline and they're out there on the field. I mean, I, I know Carolina had some problems with it last year, but the talent's there. <laughs> and here's, you know what? Here's another tweet. He donated a, a Kaepernick donated fifty thousand dollars for Meals on Wheels. Well, he's a bad guy. Yeah, you know, I know. Exactly. Uh, doesn't, and, he doesn't you know, deserve the, a job. Right, and the president has every right to to try to influence uh, private business to deny private citizen yeah. a job. He yeah. has every right to. You know, this this in the Constitution. It's in the Bill of yeah. Rights, in fact. Yeah. I'm sure. The same Bill of Rights most people never read. Yeah. But yeah, I'm sure it's somewhere in there about the president bragging about, you know, influencing private business to not... Uh, you know, employer privacy. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're comfortable with, take the politics out of it. And if you're comfortable with, with your political beliefs being able to keep you from getting employed, if you're comfortable with that, you are going to love what Vladimir Putin has in store. I mean, because there's really, like, that is, that is, I mean, that's the kind of shit that, you know, you get in Russia <laughs> and Nazi Germany and places. I mean, you know, tyrannical regimes do stuff like that. And worse. And I don't, you right. know, you don't want, hey, hey, you don't, you know want to live in a country where that gets, that becomes unacceptable practice to fucking put people's <laughs> name on a list, a do not employ list because of a political right. belief they hold. Because right now, you may be fine with that because you disagree with this, but I guarantee you that could flip real fucking easy. Right. We, look, we we have historical references for this. It never works out well. We had it here. We had one. They had one over in Germany. It doesn't work out well. Yeah. Let's not do that. Yeah. And here's the thing, right? Here's one thing that's actually different. Usually, in those tyrannical regimes, the people cheering are doing so at gunpoint. They're not doing so with them. Yeah, okay, exactly. let's not do this. Let's not do this. Let's not cheer on this shit that the people we see cheering for on TV, who we judge and say, oh, they, you know, I can't believe they're, they're, they're cheering for uh, uh, the North Korea dictator. Yeah, they're doing so at gunpoint. What's your excuse? Yeah. Well, you know, these people that's cheering this shit up, what is your excuse? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. So you don't cheer for for uh, uh for the guy over North Korea. I can't even remember what his name is. You know, talk about his father, or Kim, Kim Jong Il. You don't cheer for him. <laughs> See, you you might not have hands to clap next time. <laughs> yeah. But what's your excuse? What's your excuse for cheering this on? I don't get it. And it ain't right. And it pisses me off. And I'm gonna speak out about it because it ain't right. Yeah. I haven't even been that vocal about Colin Kaepernick. 
I really haven't. You can look, check my Twitter feed. You can check every interview I've done over the last year. I've been that vocal about it. No. Just right here, I'll be vocal about Because it. it ain't just about Colin Kaepernick. It's about any guy who could be playing in the NFL yep. who wants to express an opinion. Yeah. And especially doing so in a nonviolent way, which is what people keep trying to say, oh, that's what Dr. King wants you to do. Yeah. But he did it Dr. King's way. Literally, yeah. Dr. King has knelt before places people say he wasn't supposed to and got beat upside the head for it. Yeah. But you still didn't like that either. So, yeah. hey. And the guy already said he won't do it anymore. But I guess that ain't good enough either. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. It's... It's a hell of a thing. It's it's a hell of a thing, and I I am ne- there. I've never been as disappointed in the NFL as I am around this particular issue. I just hope you know at some point somebody pulls a head out of their asses and sign him. But you know this is just again you look at uh, uh, the side by side. It's leaking out all the places that are flying in Joe Mixon. Yeah. But nobody has leaked that they even so much as talked to Colin Kaepernick. Yeah. A year after, he was in high demand after a shitty season. Yeah. What's changed? What's the only difference? Yeah. Let's be honest about it. Let's just be honest about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um... I was just looking to see who his agent was. I know he's got a Scott Smith and Jason Bernstein. So he's got kind of big time agents. I mean, it's not, I mean, he's not representing himself or anything like that. These are professional. He's got professional agents that represent, and there's no, like you say, the leaks with the mix and stuff is always comparing and contrasting that. Well, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. We'll see if some owner is gonna or general manager is gonna put prioritize winning over blacklisting, because like you say, a lot of teams out there that could use a above average quarterback. And listen, you know, people always act like we don't have history. Yeah. And they'll say stuff like, "Well, owners are in it to win. They never would do this. No, they've done it before." Yeah. Okay, black people were initially allowed to the NFL, and then they banned it. Yeah. And then some owners waited to the very last minute at the threat of the president to finally integrate their teams, even though they weren't winning. Yeah. So, yeah, we have historical examples of this. And even then, they still wouldn't let them play quarterback, even though they're pretty good at it. They wouldn't yeah. let them play middle linebacker, even though they're pretty good at it. They wouldn't let them be the head coach. Even though it turns out, they're pretty good at that, too. Yeah. So, look, don't tell me about what business owners won't do when they've already done it. I, I hate to pull out Wikipedia on your folks, but it seems like this is about the only thing y'all believe anyway these days. <laughs> but I will. We can go through the history of the NFL. You don't, and look, it is ain't 100 years ago. Yeah. Warren Moon is not that much. I played against Warren Moon. Okay? So, yeah. Yeah, and you know, and it's not like I mean that was that's what's so funny. Is someone was trying to say, oh, these donations are just him trying to make good, but he hasn't. He's not. If he wanted to go out there 
and sell himself in the media. I mean, he hasn't done interviews or anything like that. You're not seeing him on TV shows and talking about all the stuff he's doing. He just goes and does it. You understand how, how absurd that is? That a guy, look, we'll do something. Then he does something. And he's only doing it to do Well, make up your fucking mind. Or at least admit that you don't really care. Yeah. You don't really care why he's doing it. Yeah. Or what he's doing. Yeah. You just don't want him to do it anymore at all. Yeah. Because you disagree with the underlying sentiment. Yeah. That people should want more from their police officers, not to get shot, not to get shot for disobeying an order. Yeah. For not to get shot for getting pulled over yeah. without a license or selling cigarettes or whatever, you can go down the damn list. Yeah. You know, let's just be honest. Like yeah. I said, I, I, don't, I don't, you don't have to agree with me. I hope you, I hope that if you don't agree with me, you're honest about that too. But let's just be honest. Yeah. And that's the, that's where it all starts. But sometimes that's the hardest freaking thing for people to do. I, and I, and I, I, it's, I, 40, 40 some years old, it's still astounding to me that, that that's that hard for people. And I know that sounds naive, but here we are. Yeah. And, it's, <laughs> and the bad thing about it is it seems like you're getting worse as we get older instead of better. It's yeah. The part that's so disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. It really is. Uh, but, oh, anyway, it's been a, well, free agency, um, I I figured we probably ought to hit some free agent talk real quickly here. It's been, it was kind of a wild ride through free agency. It was, you know, uh, and, and, and very interesting in a lot of ways, especially who got paid and who didn't this year. Very weird market for cornerbacks. In particular, yeah, and a few defensive linemen as well. You got um, Gun Terry Poe, uh, as well as uh, the nose tackle for the the Eagles. Logan. Uh, two of the best nose tackles, uh, Benny Logan. Two of the best nose tackles in the league. I think both ended up having to take one year deal. Yeah, but then you got Calais Campbell <laughs> that breaks the bank. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, it's a little weird free agency for me. Uh, and we still got that one thing lingering out there, the whole when, is, when are the Cowboys going to release Roma? Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> try to trade him. I are they going to release him? Nobody wants to trade him because it's a, you know, you, what do you got to give up? You got to give up some stuff to get that, take on a big, big contract for a player who's good, but, you know, he's 37 years old, coming off some pretty serious injury history. So it's, uh, you know, like, I can't, you know, fathom a team that would make it worth your while to trade for him. You know what I mean? Outside of like, oh, hey, here's some a late round pick or two. But it's it's a that's that's a bizarre situation in and of itself. It was a good year for offensive linemen, though, man. Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> some what we would call not very good offensive linemen seem to get you know. Catch a break this year. Let's put it that way. I was going to say. Even guys who we were kind of, you know, remember we were so worried about Russell O'Connor because he negotiated his own deal last year and it seemed like that deal sucked. And he yeah. did ultimately end up getting cut after one year. Goes out and breaks the damn bank. Yeah. For somebody with, else. And with look, no agent. Normally, if you're, if you're a cut a left tackle, 
ain't many people gonna come sniffing around usually. Yeah. That alone give give you a, a big deal. So yeah. yeah, it was a little different. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, like the Matt. Look at the Matt Khalil one. I mean, that's a lot of money for a guy that's been injured and hasn't played very well throughout his career. And and a team that needs offensive linemen maybe worse than anyone else in the end. A, a team that this time last year was viewed by most of us, myself included, as a potential Super Bowl, a legitimate Super Bowl contender, goes through the season in desperate need of offensive linemen, and they cut the left tackle they spent the second overall pick on a couple years, a few years ago, or third overall pick, whatever it was. And uh, somebody scooped him, Panthers scooped him up right away for a lot of money. Yeah, that I was mean, maybe, maybe his brother will be able to transfer some of his good play over. Or something. Yeah. I don't know how that really works. <laughs> and it's it weird because, <laughs> you know, I've been slandering uh, the, the GM, Gettleman, because he hasn't really added talent, especially on the offensive line, to help protect him. Yeah. Even after they got exposed in the Super Bowl last year. Yeah. But now he goes out and pays all this money for a guy. And I'm just like, but not that guy. Dude. Not him. A year after I mean, doing the I same mean, thing. So we'll see though. I mean, least, you can't say he didn't spend money this time on left tackle. I just I don't know how that's gonna work out. That was the guy. And it's a pretty and it's a pretty thin group of tackles in the draft this year, too. Yeah, I just, you know, I, I've only watched one so far, and that's Ryan Ramsey. Uh, I've heard of the, the left tackle from Bama. He'll yeah. probably be the next left tackle I do. Ramsey, I think, is a right tackle uh, or a later round left tackle. Like, maybe you could try him at left tackle, but I, I just don't think, you know, if you're planning on him being there, that you can be sure he's going to make it a left tackle. A right tackle, uh, kind of like Jack Conklin I talked about last year, probably not as good of a prospect, in my opinion, as Conklin. But I think you could do a lot of the same things with him that you do with Conklin. But, yeah. you know, I'm, 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 I'm kind of going at this from a blank slate. I haven't really watched any of these guys, and you know, I'm getting the consensus that Ramsey is, is kind of the best guy in this draft, and I'm, you know, that makes me really look forward to watching the kid from Alabama because if this is the best that this class has to offer, then, yeah, it makes a lot more sense why some of these guys are getting paid a free agency this year. Yeah. Yeah, and then conversely, too, I wonder if that is why, I mean – now I'm not. I'm saying this with. I'm not somebody. I haven't gone through a lot of tape with the draft, but it seems to be a good year for cornerbacks. Out of all the positions in the draft this year, that seems to be the one. Like, hey, there are a lot of, you know, A level talent type guys coming into the NFL available in the draft this year at at that position. Or defense in general. I mean, I think defense in general seems to be a little more, a lot heavier with this draft group that is. And we'll get into the draft more obviously later. It's it's you know we're not we're not in April just yet. So, well, it's, you know, with the, the the cornerback market, it's still a little weird too. How so many guys ended up ended up on one year deals too. And I, and I I floated this out there, and, and I, you know it's in jest, but it's kind of. Serious, too. Remember that memo that uh, the NFL sent around uh, on the year before they, they went into the year without a cap. And yeah. basically they colluded to, to keep costs down. Yeah. And 
I mean, this is not even up for debate. They literally did it. They just they put the NFLP over a barrel because they were trying to uh, ratify the new CBA and basically yeah. said, look, if you sue us for this, yeah, you got us dead to rights, but now we're going <laughs> to totally blow up the CBA. Yeah. You know, players, again, let's not forget that players wanted to play. They yeah. didn't want to miss game. Yeah. And so there's only so much you can do in that situation, so he had the cave. Yeah. But it's, this, this is not up for debate. They literally colluded to keep costs down heading into that, that, that year without a cap. Yeah. Now that we're on the other side, I think we're where are we at now with the uh, CBA? I think we're like halfway or a little over. Yeah, I just want to trying to keep cost downs all of a sudden because all these one-year deals popping up were really good players. Yeah. So, yeah, and there was some, uh-huh. there was some interesting um, – there were two pieces. One was Kevin Clark at the Ringer, and I can't remember who the other one was. Maybe it was somebody at MMQB, and I I, I didn't read it, but I know, you know, it, it similar took a similar approach. But that how this year even more. I mean, this is something that's come up through the last cycle, last couple cycles of free agency too. But like, even as you've got the cap going up the way it is, ten, eleven, twelve million dollars every year since the new CBA, you still have these contract mechanisms where you the guys at the top are still getting paid but you have less guaranteed money going to the so-called middle class or the guys you know the free agents that are getting the you know the prove it deals or or the free agents that team sign who aren't necessarily superstars they're they're a, a rotational linebacker or a backup lineman or something like that so yeah it's a it's it's a it's a it's something to kind of keep in mind as you look at those contracts. Oh yeah, you see, Matt Khalil signs a big ass contract, or you see uh, Mike Glennon and his fifteen million dollars and and guaranteed money that he gets in that those deals. And then remember that the bulk of players aren't <laughs> they're not making that kind of money, right? And it's damn, <clears throat> damn sure isn't guaranteed. And now, you know, it's funny because the whole thing about the rookie cap was it was supposed to create more room for uh, veterans to be re-signed. But it yeah. seems like, you know, even with the spending floor and all the ways they put in to make sure the owners weren't bullshitting, it seems like they're back to bullshitting about paying guys. Yeah. Especially vets that aren't those top-line first-day of yeah. free agency type guys. Yeah. Really good players are being signed for one-year deals this year. And it's just a head scratcher to me. We'll see if that carries over in the next season. Yeah. But if it does, then I'm gonna start being like, this is a little bit fishy. Yeah. Terry Pope getting a one year deal just seems absurd to me on the face. It, yeah. And what Hankins? Hankins hasn't even signed a deal yet. And, and, I, I mean, like, I, look, don't get me started on it. I can't understand why the Giants won't want him back. Well, you supposedly know, but, they have an hey. offer out, and he was kind of looking around. So I, I guess that tells you. All you need to know about the offer they have out to him, right, right. And and if the offer is that bad, why wouldn't somebody match it? Yeah. If you're the if you're the Bucks, they just signed a, a, a nose tackle, a guy who I'm not really sure is going to fit down here because he's a little bit bigger, I think. Um, and 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 I think he just came from a three four. Yeah. Uh, in, in Washington, why not go out to Hankins instead? Yeah. I just, you know, Hankins can do, he can be a three technique or, or a nose tackle. Yeah. 
and, and he's been in a four three the whole time, so he knows how to play it. Yeah. And I just, I, I don't. I mean, I don't know. It's weird. Well, I, I don't think, and you know, that's the thing with the the rookie salary cap. It's it's. You know, they're drafting these guys, and it's plug-and-play, and if you don't play after a couple of years, if you're not what they want, I mean, there's no – you're not – those teams aren't taking a hit if that guy doesn't work out. I mean, you take a hit in terms of development a little bit, and, and you know, if you're rebuilding a roster or whatever, but if the cornerback you take with the 21st pick in the draft is a bust after two years, it's – They've made it pretty easy to cut bait with you, and then you just go out and draft another one for pennies on the dollar for top cornerback. Or whatever position. I just picked cornerback because we talked about it. But. And, look, isn't it weird how the one team that did spend a lot of money was, was the Patriots? <laughs> and everybody talks about how frugal they are. <laughs> they go out and, and, and you know, probably get the top corner on the market, to be honest. The, the kid out of Buffalo, I can't remember his Gilmore. name right now. Gilmore. But they, they threw a pretty penny at him. And, and, like I said, when you really think about it, that's one position where they haven't really – been shy about spending no. money. They gave uh, uh, Revis that twelve million for a one-year deal. Yeah, they've had, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's the name, a key to leave in there. Uh, so you know, they, they'll when they see a guy that, that's really top-notch, they'll go ahead and pay at least yeah. for the short, short term because uh, they know how much of a difference that makes in Bill Belichick's game plan. He can do so many things when you have a shutdown, a true shutdown corner. Yeah. Well, and two, like, and, and same with receiver. I mean, we've seen – I don't remember what exactly the deal was with Moss, but, I mean, you know, they're not – they were like this year they go out and get cooks from the Saints. I mean, they've, they've done – that's not unusual for them. I mean, it's not a first time or anything that they've gone out and picked up a big receiver. Or big name receiver like that. But man, that was, I mean, shit. If you didn't like the Patriots winning the Super Bowl, you definitely didn't like the Patriots winning free agency. <laughs> what they did in free agency this year. <laughs> another bad, yet another bad year to be a Jets fan, I guess. Listen, <clears throat> speaking of one year deals, how about, I think he got more than a one year deal, but uh, Martellius Bennett, how does he not break the bank this year? And yeah. I know that he might have been a little picky picking the Packers. I mean, and look, this guy went from Romo to uh, Cutler to Brady, uh, and now he's playing with Aaron Rodgers. I'm not sure you could, even if you throw Cutler in there, I'm not sure you're going to get anybody that's played with three quarterbacks that good in their career when they were still in their prime. Yeah. But I really thought he was going to get a lot more money than that. Yeah. Yeah, I that was that was that was a surprising one too. I, I'll have to say. And for all of it, and it, and it was all over so fast. I mean, the big names out there now, the the guys that are left that are you know the household name kind of level are the guys like you know like Adrian Peterson and Jamal Charles, and, you know obviously players who are past their prime. We're superstars at one time. Have injuries and age have pushed them. You know they're they're in that plus thirty window now. You know and where they are always are where always those guys, especially at the running back position, are in free agency. Well, we will see. We'll see what happens. It uh, we good now. We got to get ready for the draft, Stephen. 
It's yep. I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> you know, I was a little uh, under the weather uh, last last weekend, so I was a little thrown off. But I'm, uh, I finished up. I actually just finished up uh, Mike Williams uh, before we got uh, uh, on the podcast. Ah. So now I've, I've done my first four. I go circle back, and I'm not going to tell you who I'm doing the next edge rusher. But uh, uh, you know, it's a guy I've seen a lot of. If that gives you any indication, okay. so I'm really looking forward to that. And hopefully, you know, by the time the draft comes around, I have, you know, a whole bunch of profiles and get everybody up to speed on who you should want your team to get and who you should be a little nervous about. Yes. Just overlook that whole Joey Bosa thing last year. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. But everybody else, you know, let's, let's yeah, I'm get you ready for the draft. <laughs> I think I can laugh about it now, but last year it was it, and you know, like all the other stuff I was going through too, that was just not fun. Oh, and there's there's nothing like because half the tweets about stuff like that is you could tell people didn't read the fucking thing in the first place. <laughs> and I'm getting people want me to come on here, and I'm like, "Where are you from, San Diego?" Yeah, no, you know what? Nah, <laughs> pass. I'm gonna do that. Pass hard pass. <laughs> I like that, Mike Williams. You, I mean. I'm assuming it's like the Roosevelt rule on Jeopardy. You got to cut like the Mike Williams from Clemson. Right, 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 right. I like that at the combine he was like, "I am going to be the NFL's best Mike Williams," and that's you know that's important because there have been several Mike Williams recently in the NFL. And 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 you know what? Just about all of them had pretty good years at some point. Yeah. You know, the, the whole problem they had, most of them had, was, you know, sustaining that. Yeah. But uh, I, I think both of the, the the most recent Mike Williams at wide receiver got second contract, pretty yeah. good second contract. Yeah. Uh, so, look, you know, if he's better than them, more power to him. You ought to be, uh, ought to be uh, good, Mike look, Williams. I, I think so. And, 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 and uh, I can go ahead and say I agree with him. <laughs> I, I just finished up his uh his uh breakdown and I agree that he'll be the best Mike Williams. Now just how much better you have to read it when it comes out. There you go. There you go. It's uh it's good. It's it'll be uh everybody getting up to speed on the draft. It'll be a good year. I uh I I myself have to do some remedial draft work in the coming days because who doggies, let me tell you. It's it's a lot to take in, and free agency was crazy busy that last week. And then last week with March Madness, I uh, I didn't watch much March Madness last Thursday and Friday. A little bit ahead on the background, but mostly I just ended up just kind of like catching my breath from free agency. So it was uh, it now it's uh, instead of a draft, a jog through the draft. It's a it's gonna be a dead sprint here through April. But we are here. On the family hour to keep you up to speed and ready to go on the draft. Steven, uh, man, this has been a good show. I, I dare to, I dare say one of our best. Yeah, I can't wait to see the reaction to this one because I'm, <laughs> I mean, I meant that shit. I'm gonna give him fair warning, but I, you know, I'm, yeah, I'm fed up. <laughs> so we're gonna see. <laughs>